Welcome to my podcast from Chaos to Peace with Connie. I am Connie Graf and your host, and I will explore with you how a few minutes a day can keep the chaos away. And with chaos, we're talking about the physical, digital, social, financial, mental, emotional, and spiritual clutter that can accumulate in our life and business. In every episode, I want to make you aware how clutter is so much more than you think, how it affects your finances, and how clearing your clutter leads to more time, more money, and more peace. Let's go. Well, hello, my friend. Welcome to the podcast. I am Connie Graf, your host. Thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. So today you hear part two of my conversation with Evans Putman. And I really suggest if you haven't heard part one yet to go back and listen to that one first, listen to his story on how he moved from chaos to peace before you listen to this part two. Because in part one, Evan talked about a specific adventure in his younger years that set the stage to what he's doing now. Why he stepped away from a very successful business to focus more on him himself and to be a better father, husband and human, which led to way more peace in his life. And then he shared the exact steps he took to make this journey from chaos to peace possible. Now in part two, Evans talks about how his newfound peace brought even more success to him and his business. When and how he gets ideas for his programs like the podcast ATM business model, the infinite impact method, the surfpreneur blueprint and the podcast profit school. <laughs> And what the biggest mistakes podcasting entrepreneurs make when it comes to growing their audience. So again, make sure you listen to part one first that sets the stage and talks about how he ended up where he is now. And then dive into this part two, which is very juicy and helps you find your own peace in your business and grow your audience of your podcast. Without further ado, let's jump into part two with Evans Putman. I would also be interested okay. like, okay, now you started then your new business. And so let's mm -hmm. talk a bit about that. So what, what yeah, did well, you start and how is it because you were very successful? How did it how did it lead you and what are you doing now? Yeah, well, it sort of morphed into multiple ways. But, you know, one of the things, the first thing I did was I was like, okay, I'm, I got sort of good at creating, you know, helping business owners connect their business to their podcast, create, let their podcast be the engine that drives their business, right? That grow, that grow their audience, get leads, get sales. Um, so I started teaching that to a lot of people. I started, I partnered up, which one thing that I've learned over time is to ask for help. I think that's been a big growth thing for me, right? Mm -hmm. Don't think like you can do it all. And if there's other people out there that are, have superpowers, combine your superpowers. We can do so much better when we collaborate mm -hmm. and share, right? So instead of trying to do everything myself, I found someone who was in the podcast space, who had an agency and did management and all the things that I didn't do. And I brought my stuff to the table and we combined and that really helped us both 
mm-hmm. grow immensely. And it, it helped me get in front of so many new people, so many heart-centered entrepreneurs. We often say that we would work with people who had big positive messages and missions who were out to create more impact and wanted to change the world. And it put me in that space with all those people. So that was part of it. That was it with um, podcast sales machine. I don't know if that's what you were referring to, but that was the first sort of big step in the business. And then from there, you know, it's expanded a little bit to different things, but you know, we've, I've basically continue to fall back on the podcasting space because to me, one thing that happened in meditation um, was this came to me, what I call the infinite impact method which sort of came to me during med- during that time that I was spending time meditating. And I don't know if anybody's, if anybody's ever experienced flow before, right? Like if you're an athlete or you've done something where it just feels like time stands still and everything's working out perfect. I used to play basketball. And I remember there were times where it was like, I could throw the ball up with my eyes closed over the back of my head and it would still go in. I'm like, how is this possibly happening? Um, but it was during that meditation. It felt like that. And I remember jumping up, running in my office that I'm in now for those that can't see it. I got a whiteboard over here and I started mapping out this whole business model. Um, and I was teaching it. So I wasn't just writing it. I was like teaching it to the blinds. I was staring straight ahead. There's nobody there, but yet it felt like there were like thousands of people there. Mm -hmm. Right. It was almost like I was in this visual dream where I was doing it and just wrote it. But this entire infinite impact method, I call it came out. And part of the, the podcasting is like something that fits in there because the infinite impact method, there's four main pillars and these were, these are like these words, they came, I would say, I often say they came through me, not mm-hmm. from me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the words were rise, shine, simplify and serve. Mm-hmm. So everything I teach in my business now, like whether it's through the podcast, um, podcast profit school, which I have now through that business model, if it's through my event consulting and virtual events side that I do, it all runs through the same what people and people don't really see this because I don't talk about it a lot. But in my mind, it runs through these same four pillars because mm-hmm. the first step is always you must rise into your highest authentic self. You have to be that person, right? You have to have the belief that you can do the thing you wish to do. So it's, mm-hmm. that's like the first part. I help people believe in themselves. I help people rise into their highest authentic self. Well, once you do that, you need to shine, which was the second part, to attract and affect those you're called to serve, mm-hmm. right? If you keep it all inside and you don't share your talents or your, you know, your gifts, then one, they'll be taken away from you, but you'll also feel miserable. At least I, I did many years of my life and I was sort of in the background. I felt, you know, stressed mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. constrained, Um so that's part of what I love about podcasting is I help people shine their message and their mission to attract and affect through podcasting. Mm-hmm. And then the next part for me is the simplify, which came, it's simplify to take a quantum leap. Mm-hmm. I started realizing, I was like, you can take more out of what you're doing and go farther faster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, in business and in life. Yeah. And then the last part is serve to change lives. Cause I believe everything is to change lives. So if you look at it in business context, I te- teach people how to believe in themselves, how to 
get their message and mission out, whether it's through podcasting, through speaking at virtual events. I give them a simple, I simplify by giving them a simple business model that's usually only like two or three steps mm-hmm. to get a massive growth in their business. And then the whole goal at the end is I teach them how to serve other people by creating offers and programs that are designed to give forward, to help that person change Mm -hmm. their life versus just collecting a paycheck. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. to me, that's sort of, that's like the underlying principles behind anything I ever launch. Now I look at it from that perspective. It's like, okay, how does this fit into that infinite impact method that came to me? in the middle of meditation. So it's mm-hmm. one of the things that I was grateful for. And that's the other thing I left out. Another big step in that morning routine is just to, to be grateful, take some time to write down a few things you're grateful for. Yeah. 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 It's very powerful. Also like literally feeling grateful for the things you have and not just kind of like, Oh yeah, yeah I'm grateful, but uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's um, a lot of people miss that part, but all I could think about when you were talking, remember in the beginning, when I asked you a, um, a question and you said, Oh, my future. And then you said, Oh no, no, we want to talk about the past, but you actually had a preview <laughs> of your future when you had mm-hmm. this download. Right. So now I know why you, <laughs> you said that. And I hear this a lot from people that they get this um, either in the shower or in very unrelated situations. They get some kind of a download that they then have to run somewhere and uh, and start writing it down that they can can catch it all. Yeah. Right. So that that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, thank you. And I believe too, like it's all a process of like you mentioned earlier, the slowing down, right? Yeah. The getting quiet so that voice can speak to you. Exactly. To me. I mean, three, three o'clock, three fifteen in the morning. I'm up every morning, and I, I don't get up up. I'm, but I wake up, mm. and I have answers a lot of times to like mm-hmm. just a problem or something. And so I've gotten to where I keep a, I have to keep like a little notebook next to me. I have to write it down. Mm-hmm. I close it, and then I thank. I'm like, thank you for giving me that answer. I appreciate okay. it. Now I'm going back to sleep, so yeah. we can quit talking. <laughs> So, so I'm you... actually talking to this imaginary <laughs> well, yeah, self, why not? right? Why and not? So, so do you um, wake up on your own or you're setting an alarm or how are you doing? No, that? it just, I just wake up on my well, own. It's generally at that time. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny because lately I wake up around two, two thirty all the time. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and it's uh, funny because I... it, it, I literally will just be sitting there and it's like, you should do this to fix this. Right. Uh And it's like, Oh my gosh, I've been stressed out, not stressed out, but trying to solve this problem. Now all of a sudden it just shows up. So I just make sure to write it down now because in the, when it first started, when I first would do this, I wouldn't write things down. I wouldn't like sort of close the, the loop. And then I just lay there and couldn't sleep. Mm -hmm. Right. But now that I've like, I take it, I say, I'm grateful for you giving me that answer. Now I'm going back to bed now. Is yeah. that okay? <laughs> so, I promise. I promise I will do this tomorrow when I get up, but I'm going back to sleep now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's the only way I can go back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's beautiful. So I will, I will pay attention because <laughs> maybe, maybe there's somebody <laughs> knocking on my door too and wants to tell mm-hmm. me something. <laughs> because, so I wanted to ask you something before I let you go. Since you're you were so successful with your first partner and also now um, in the podcasting world. And 
I'm having a podcast, obviously, otherwise you wouldn't be on. So what mm -hmm. is the biggest mistake that we podcasters do when it comes to growing an audience? Because I think that's what you were mm -hmm. good at. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to build this huge business around the podcast. Yeah. And one thing, um, you know, what I've discovered over time through all the different business iterations is audience is huge. I think, I don't think enough people put, you know, they talk about like the most valuable thing is, you know, time or this or that. And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. one of the most valuable things you can have is an audience, you know, that, because mm -hmm. without that audience, you can't get leads, you can't get sales, mm -hmm. you can't get the rest of it. So, um, to, to answer your question, the thing that, <clears throat> that I learned and we, what I like to share with people, it's funny because I share this analogy, um, you know, I'll just use Christmas, for example, if it's a, a lot of people, maybe you don't celebrate Christmas, that's okay. But maybe you, you've probably seen a picture of a Christmas tree with all the, the presents wrapped up all nice and pretty underneath it. And I always mm -hmm. explain that. I'm like, when I go back and explain to people like what I call, I call it now our podcast ATM model. Um, but I explain it to them. It looks like that picture, mm -hmm. right? It looks like the big, beautiful wrapped gift. Everything's nice and perfect. But if you just went to that room, like down the hallway and opened up the door and you see the chaos of the wrapping <laughs> paper and the tape and the boxes, all of that, the trash, that's what it really looked like doing it. So mm -hmm. we learned and I'm, I'm sharing this because I want people to, to give yourself permission to listen to your intuition and try stuff that's different mm -hmm. because we just, you know, I think it was, I was blessed in a way that when I said, Hey, when I told Pat, he asked me, can I help, can you, you're going to help me grow the podcast. Right. And I said, yes. Then I went home, like, how the heck am I going to help grow this podcast? <laughs> But I, I looked at it differently. So the thing that we did differently was we came to the approach of we were very proactive and we focused and because of necessity, because it was me and nobody else to help at first, I had to figure out ways to you create it once and it produces results over and over and over, almost like planting a fruit tree, mm -hmm. right? You, mm -hmm. you plant that tree and then let it produce fruit over and over and over. So the biggest mistake that most podcasters make is that they spend too much time doing things that don't produce results over and over and over and over when it comes to growing your audience, they spend, and I can give you a big, probably everybody on here would guess it. The biggest thing that they do is they all go all in on social media mm -hmm. because it feels productive because it's busy. You're posting mm -hmm. and posting and posting, but guess what? When you're on let's say Facebook and you find yourself scrolling, 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 90% of the time, you're just scrolling, 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 scrolling. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. So why do you expect your podcast listeners to go from Facebook, yeah. from Instagram to Twitter, to your podcast? Yeah. Right. So instead we did social media, but it was probably like 20%, 15 to 20%. Mm -hmm. We focused on creating evergreen strategies, right? Mm -hmm. Things that would produce over and over and over again that we could create once. We focused on being proactive, figuring out who our dream client was, 
and going out and putting our podcast in front of them because anybody can find your podcast, but as a business owner, you want the right people listening to your mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. So we were very proactive. One of the ways we did it was podcast guesting. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? If they're listening to a podcast, they've already raised their hand and say, I like to listen to podcasts. Yeah. But the second yeah. part is, is that that podcast episode will live out there and produce fruit over and over and over. And you only have to do it once, yeah. but you need to be strategic about it. Yeah. And the second part was um, we did content. We did like written content because I came from a content strategy place so we would go out and create art, which now is like amazingly easy with AI. Back mm -hmm. then we were doing it the, the old fashioned way, right? <laughs> Humans. <laughs> um, but we would create content on places like LinkedIn, like blog posts, not the just the newsfeed content, but articles. Mm -hmm. And where we knew our dream clients were hanging out. But instead of putting a link to the show, we'd actually embed the podcast player mm -hmm. so they could listen right there. But we had a specific strategy to get them to listen. Mm -hmm. So those were two ways that we did it. But if you think about it over time, I like to use the analogy. Those that are can see this could see this. But if you can't, I've got a glass in my hand with water, right? If you do social media, it's like having like a styrofoam cup in your hand that has holes in it and you're pouring water in it, mm -hmm. pouring water in yeah. it, never filling it up. But our strategies for podcast growth, when they hit the top of the glass, the water has nowhere to go. It just starts overflowing. It creates an abundance mm -hmm. of listeners. So once you hit that tipping point, you are just getting listeners all the time from all these locations that you've, all these fruit trees that you've planted all over mm -hmm. the internet are now producing fruit that the fruit of that for you is a bigger audience Mm -hmm. And then once you have that big audience, if you have a way in place to move that person from listener to lead and then from lead to community, community to client, it's a, it, it, the game's over, but it's mm -hmm. all like you mentioned, it's the, the important thing. And I'm glad you asked me this is starting with the audience first and growing that audience the mm -hmm. right way. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that with us because I think like, that is like when we're doing a podcast, like I, I, I started mine and I always said, if it changes one person's life, my mission is done. And <laughs> you probably <laughs> want to reach more than one person. But, and so this is why yeah. I was also asking you this. And I think a lot of people who have a podcast, this is the big question. How can I reach more people? And so thank you very much for, for sharing this with us. Real quick. Can I, can I share one thing just to give your people oh, like course. a little bit of shift. You don't have to have a super large audience, mm -hmm. right? You can have a good, if you do this the right way, where you're very proactive about bringing the right people over into your world to listen. And then you, you acknowledge them, you let them know they're seen, heard, and listened to mm -hmm. make them a part of the experience. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, they feel like not only is it your podcast, it's sort of their podcast too, Mm -hmm. Right. And they want to share it with others and they want to stick around and they're not going to leave. They're going to keep listening. That's a great way to grow your show. And it creates a highly engaged audience mm -hmm. that then becomes like your biggest evangelist and also your biggest um, clients as well. So don't forget about taking care of your audience that you have and yeah. treat them like humans. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, refreshing that we don't all have to become Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> that's right, actually, exactly. That's actually, and and I think 
Pat Flynn said that too, is that um, there is beauty in when you're having, when you're still small, because you can surf your listeners or your clients mm. so much more personally and so much more attention to detail. Yeah, so I, I love that you said that, that we don't all need to have this huge audience and that we, we can, we can really build something beautiful and serving people like your last step serve people that mm -hmm. that comes from from some small but quality service or product yeah yes absolutely yeah. absolutely thank you so or share with us where should people go find you if they're now intrigued and they have a podcast they want to know how you could help them grow their podcast or do this podcast atm where mm -hmm. would you send, where should I send them, my audience? I would say, you know, the, the thing that I'm really having fun with now and that seems to be connecting with a lot of people, because in the past, I've, I've got very, like, more expensive type programs that are, you know, but I want to serve more people. So I started something new called Podcast Profit School, mm -hmm. and it's a membership but it's got so much value. It's got a really cool collaborative group of people. Like some of the people in the group that signed up to be members are now going to come teach and share some of their superpowers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but throughout the whole process, the whole goal is to help, help you grow an audience, get more leads, get more sales for your business, but do it in a fun collaborative environment with a lot of other really cool people so it's a really cool, tight community and membership. So I would say that that's the best place. Mm -hmm. If they want to learn more, they can go to just podcastprofitschool.com mm -hmm. and check that out. And then you can find me all over the place if you just look okay. me up online and come come say, hey. But I would say start there if you're a business okay. owner with a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I will for sure put the link to that in the show notes and also some other social media links so that they can reach out or they will, wherever they want to. So before we end here, I wanted to ask and ask this, all my guests, mm -hmm. <laughs> did I not ask something that you think needs to be said before we end? Hmm. I don't, I don't think you did, you know, it was a great conversation, but I would say, I would share this is that, um, this is something that I share all the time to people is, you know, I used to be someone, you may not be able to believe it now, if you're hearing me or seeing me now that didn't share, didn't speak out, didn't believe that they had something that other people could, you know, be, have their lives changed by. Mm -hmm. And I would just share with everybody, it doesn't matter if you start a podcast, if you just decide to jump on Facebook and do one Facebook live, whatever it is, step, believe in yourself and step into that. Cause every person has a unique talent, a unique ability. And you mm -hmm. mentioned this earlier. And I think this is very important that even if you just have the courage to share once and it changes one person's life, mm -hmm. was it not worth it? Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. what I would share with everybody is like, you know, just you've got a message and a mission within you and something that's ready to come out and you're unique and get out there and put it out there because the right people will come to you and they will be called to, to be a part of whatever you put together. Thank you so much, Evans, for coming on and sharing all your wisdom with us and being so open to share your struggles from Chaos of Peace. That was really beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, Connie. I'm grateful. Grateful for the opportunity. Thank you. And I appreciate you. 
Okay, my friend, that was part two of this insightful conversation with Evans Putman and his journey of how he had to step away from a successful business, which felt like chaos at the time, to focus more on himself, which brought more peace to his life and a lot more success to his business. Make sure you check out the show notes at conigraph.com forward slash podcast dash episodes. That is conigraph, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F dot com forward slash podcast dash episodes. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today and listening all the way to the end. If you found value in this episode, please share it with a family member, a friend or a business bestie. Because if you find value in it, they will too. And sharing is caring. Have a beautiful and amazing week. And please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Talk to you next time. Take good care and be safe.